Hello, everybody. Welcome on a Friday night to It's a Crime. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Linda. And tonight we are going to be zipping through a lot of cases. We're going to talk a lot about uh, some new info, uh, some current info, and I'm going to give you a little bit of updates also about the channel. Uh, welcome, welcome. I see all of you guys in there and you're already saying now let's get into it. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Hopefully you guys are warm because it's cold in Canada. I'm always cold. So <laughs> what we're going to do is first I'm going to uh, give you a heads up when I finish this live stream. What I'm going to do is the timestamps. They now call them chapters in YouTube. That way, you if you're coming back to it, you can see which case I'm talking about and where and then go through there. Because I know some people are like, oh, dear, I don't have, you know, two, two hours or four hours or however long this is going to be. So I am uh, wanted to give you an update about that. It's called chapters. And it's just basically you go in the description box and you're going to be able to see the different timestamps. And hopefully that will help you guys. Hello, everybody. I see you guys from Oregon, Colorado, Australia. Nice to see you. I'm so glad to be on a live. I, I miss you guys a lot. So um, what I'm going to do, although I have been on some other lives uh, last week or this past week, I have been on with Profiling Evil. If you haven't checked that out, uh, you can go to their channel later and check that out. Uh, also, I did a little tiny bit last night as well on their channel um, with with the Valo Daybell case. So, <laughs> oh, you guys, so nice to see you. I love doing live streams. I love talking to you guys. And new people too. So welcome to those who are just trying to figure out who I am and <laughs> climbing in here and also my long timers and my crime ring. So what we're going to do is um, I'm, I'm going to have a, a visitor on the channel next week or in this next week. And um, she's going to be on discussing the Lori Vallow case. So that's fun. And uh, maybe I'll give you guys a hint or maybe not. Maybe towards the end of this live stream, I will. So look at you guys, Ohio. Thank you, Kathy Snyder, uh, Virginia, Texas. Everybody's hanging out tonight. And um, also there is new types of videos coming to the channel. I'm going to try a different, uh, a few different things on the channel and um spread out a little bit. <laughs> I know it's hard. One of the things that's been hard is doing these cases and then making sure that I'm following it through, right? So I don't want to just leave a case and never finish with it to the point where the person who's responsible is in jail and, uh, you know, justice is served and the families are, um, I don't want to say at peace because they can't, can't really be at peace with with their loved ones gone, but at least they they have some closure. So it's hard. It I, I really want to bring in new cases, but I I don't want to forget these other cases. So there's a balance, and I think with every YouTuber, it's kind of trying to figure out what the heck works and and how we can you know do this. So I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit of a variety as well, but still make it super interesting. 
And I see somebody already said, I'd love to see Stephanie Harlow and you chat. Oh, I tell you, when I talked to Stephanie Harlow in the Gannon Stout case, we talked on the phone. We legit talked for, I think it was four hours, three and a half hours, four hours. I could probably talk to her another four hours. We were just like, so we were talking really, really back and forth. And um, I could have talked to her for hours. So I would love to have her on. I haven't talked to her in a while. We've been busy, obviously, but I'll probably catch up with her. Also, uh, before I get into, and I'm almost there uh, to get into the cases so we can have a little chit chat. um, There is new merch. And I just gave you a little hint of my ugly Christmas sweater. And you'll be able to see it on here. I don't know if it's showing uh, in this live stream or after, and it'll show below. I'm not too sure, but uh, that's a lot of fun. So <laughs> it says it's a crime in my opinion, and I might be able to bring it up on here so that um, you guys can take a look at it, unless you've already seen it in the community tab. And I'll show you right there. Bing. It's a crime in my opinion. <laughs> so you'll be able to see that below. And also I'll give you the link just in case you can check that out later if you want or whenever you feel like it. And I do have a mask as well, but not that. It's my it's a crime info snack design. So hopefully that works. OK, so there you go. Um, one of the things I do want to bring up and it's a little bit sad. So hang on. Um, I have a a viewer, sorry, that's just, uh, wasn't supposed to be popping up, but it is. I have a viewer who's been a longtime part of the community and she messaged me and I just received the news today, but three days ago, um, her, her dad died in an accident in Phoenix and he was actually riding a motorcycle it's six o'clock in the morning and he was going to grab some donuts and he was making a turn and an impaired driver ran the red light hit into her dad on the motorcycle and he passed away and according to the news he was going to pick up some donuts and going to visit his uh his son And he was supposed to be going in for heart surgery yesterday. So this was three days ago, I believe it was. And I just got the news. And uh, it's super, super, super sad. So so the the viewer who's been part of the community, she's, we've been back and forth for the last year, you know, with little info snacks and chatting. And uh, so I just really, really want to send some love out to her, uh, her, her brother was on the news and he said this, he said he was literally supposed to come to my house and supposed to see me. He never showed up. Now he's never going to show up. And his, his dad's name is Timothy Jensen and um, really sad Two he has two adult children and five grandchildren. And this woman was um, accused of manslaughter. It says, So really sad. I want to just give my love out to her. She said that 
He was about to become a great grandfather. He was always there whenever anyone needed him. He cracked jokes. That was his best gift. He said She said he loved riding a motorcycle, playing with his dog Patch, playing his music loud and spending time with many friends and family members. And he just, she just said that just a lot of close friends and she just feels really lost without him. And I just, I feel so sad. So I just want to give some love and some hearts if you guys want to, you know, so give that, show that support. She is, um, the news was talking about um, a GoFundMe account. They're almost there. They're uh, looking for people to help in um, the cremation costs and they're getting some necklaces. I read they're almost there. I think they're a hundred dollars uh, short of their of their goal. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to share that and I will share the GoFundMe if if you'd like to. Um, I will add that. I got to find the thing and I will add that uh, in the description box at the end. So just give some give some love to her. I just I feel I feel really sad for her. And, um, you know, it's hard to lose a loved one and then to lose a loved one also in this manner, somebody running a red light and drinking when they shouldn't be drinking, uh, when they shouldn't be drinking and driving. So that's that. Okay. Um, uh, Kathy, I love the sweater and I love the channel. Linda, you are awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to do a, a ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> lots and lots of fun. Um, maybe I might do another one too and maybe some other things. It's just It's just something to bring light and have fun. All right. Oh, look at, thank you for the hearts. That's awesome. All right. Let's get into oh, one more thing. Um, if you do want to uplift some spirits, since we're talking about uplifting spirits just now, um, the secret Santa I was watching from, um, Nate Eaton from East Idaho news. Go watch that. If you ever need a little bit of pick me up, although bring some Kleenex because it's like the happy crying tears and you're just going to be, uh, you mean sobbing, but pretty cool stories. So Audrey says it's not an ugly sweater though. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I can make I can I can make a really ugly one if you want to. So, all right. Let's talk about baby Evelyn because you guys um have been asking for a while and there hasn't been a whole lot of updates, but there is something and this is important. If anybody uh isn't familiar, I do have the Evelyn Boswell case that I've covered, and I have a few videos on that. And um, she, Evelyn Boswell is a little baby. You can see her right, right there. She uh, was killed last year, about this time. They don't know exactly when, but about this time near Christmas or before that she was killed. And um, her mother is in jail for it. And she's been in jail since February. And I will put the link below as well so you guys can check out that. Um, so she's been she's been um, charged with numerous counts. Let me just, I'm just trying to see here um, my comment just to fix it. Okay. Sometimes it just, it just goes out. Okay. Um, let me see, see. Uh, here we go. I got to get my pages right. It's interesting because Brad Sproles is Megan Boswell's attorney, who is Evelyn Boswell's mom. And
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And she, he has a bunch of comments about him. And I just found it really, really interesting. And I'm going to pipe in and say some comments about this. But let's first talk about what she's uh, charged with. She has 19 counts against her. Two counts of felony murder, one count of aggravated child abuse, one account of, a, a, oh, sorry, one count of aggravated child neglect, one count of tampering with evidence, one count abuse of corpse, one count failure to report a death under suspicious, unusual, or unnatural circumstances, and 12 counts of false reports. Now, long ago when this first all started, the uh, authorities were saying, like, when I say false reporting, I mean every single time. Like, every single time, new story doesn't match up. So in here, she says, uh, the, the Boswell's attorney, Brad Sproul, says, with her being charged with what she currently is, her reactions have been appropriate. That's a huge charge, charges that she's facing. So I knew she understands the gravity of it. Now, side note, um, her reactions have been appropriate. That comment is interesting because she was laughing and acting odd in her um, in her news like news interviews. So she would say, you know, they'd say, "Oh, what is baby Evelyn like?" And she goes, "Well, she likes sweet potatoes." <laughs> and she would kind of do one of these over and over. So it was a little odd. Um, and a lot of different stories from her. So this is interesting that now her reactions have been appropriate. I think that's important for the lawyer to say, let me know what you guys think, but important because uh, because her history of not. And she's actually, okay, so he goes on to say, I'm sure she's scared and she's remorseful over her daughter. She's done an admirable uh, admirable job of holding it together and being able to talk about the case rather than break down. So her options now are life in prison, life without parole, or the death penalty. And it says here um, the state will decide by December if the death penalty will be on the table. He says, the, again, the attorney says she evaluates things, she thinks them through, she interacts with me to take a look at the legal issues in her case. I don't see any signs of trauma or anything like that. So he says um, all the documents, are, including the evidence, are sealed to him. He says we don't know how Evelyn was found. We don't know what the police found. All we know is that she was found. And she says, um, he says, I expect the judge will have us jump through some hoops and see whether or not there's a possibility of having an impartial jury here in Sullivan County. And Evelyn was found in uh, Bluntville, Tennessee. He filed a motion for a bill of particulars. He says, in discussions with the state, my questions may be answered once we have all of the information from them so that one may go away. And there is a December hearing on December 3rd. 
And then he just talks a little bit more about um, the district attorney will have us all the disc will have us all the discovery before the date. From that point forward is where the real work begins because we'll be on a level playing field with the district attorney's office and we'll know the information that they know. And everything has been very hush hush for uh, for the last year. We haven't had a lot um, of info much at all. The last thing he says is. He describes her as an intelligent young lady who understands and is involved with her case. She asks questions sometimes about things I haven't thought of. She's evaluating the case properly. So that's very interesting uh, what's going to happen here. December 3rd being in court and uh, what's happening with Megan Boswell. Um, very interesting. Actually, tomorrow, which is Saturday, November 21st, little Evelyn would have been two years old. So um, it'll be her birthday in heaven tomorrow. And yeah, there's been some crazy stuff with her and her parents are, um, well, her mom, I should say, has been in and out of jail constantly, even in the last year. And her mom's boyfriend, I don't think they're together anymore because they're in jail or they go in and out they got they went into jail for drugs they went in for jail for stealing something at the walmart like it's it's just a mess and megan's uh following in her her mom's footsteps looks like and uh now she's remorseful but uh wasn't remorseful to actually say that her daughter was missing in fact it was months uh before she was even reported missing and they're doing something uh, called Evelyn's law where you have to report a child within that 24, 48 hours. So it's, it's really, it's really, really important to get the, her story out there and, and get parents like, you gotta, you gotta talk about, or sorry, you gotta submit that they're missing. And it was actually little baby Evelyn's grandpa who phoned and said, I haven't seen baby Evelyn forever. Like, where is she? And uh, this all came out. So just crazy story. And um, Megan's going to have what's coming to her, I believe, in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you so much. If you have a question, let me know. It'll pop up there. We'll get the uh, moderators to help uh, um, put that out there. Thank you so much. Um, you have any questions about Evelyn? Oh, happy birthday, baby Evelyn. I know that you're in heaven, probably looking down at all your family members and having cake and a party in heaven. Thank you so much um, for that. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe she's gonna be two already tomorrow because we heard about this case in February, right? I think it was February in the beginning that it went out January, February, and then she was, very soon after she was um, arrested at first for the false reporting. And then once baby Evelyn was found, it was, I believe she was found in March in a shed. And um, that's when it moved forward. So, all right. Um, next, we're going to talk about, um, I'll just make sure if you guys have any, any questions here about that. Okay. Marshall Awasa is next. Now, this is a very important, important story video case. And I want to talk about them a little bit uh, about this case. 
First of all, Marshall is a 26-year-old man who went missing in Canada. One of the things I've noticed uh, on my channel, and it's important, I want to I talk about this, is videos that are, um, maybe it's Canadian, that they're not getting as many views, maybe that it's um, a male uh, that's not getting as many views or whatever it is. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's important. Marshall's story is very important. There is some shady, shady things to his story. So let me give you the lowdown, and then I'm also going to give you the link at the end, and you can go and watch Marshall's story. Because, and, and maybe it's the algorithm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the algorithm doesn't push out this story. But he's just in, as important as another human being as a as a child as an adult like everybody's important and marshall's 26 he was living in calgary alberta canada which is where i live and he was going to school at a polytechnic school it was called sate southern alberta institute of technology he's just into software development he decides on a sunday night november 17 2019 which is a year ago he decides to go to Lethbridge, which is two hours south of Calgary, or Calgary, depends on how you pronounce it. And he goes to his mom's house, gives a little visit, has a visit with her. And then after the visit at 11 p.m., he needed to go to the storage unit that he shares with his sister, Paige. And he goes there, puts in the key code, but then it's locked, so you can't get into the uh, the area or the um, yeah the area uh, when it's closed. So they're closed till six a.m. So Marshall hangs out, waits a little bit, goes and tries the code, doesn't work, goes back, waits a little bit, tries the code. Then there's a, a kind of a longer um, thing, from my understanding. There's a longer gap, tries the code, and then goes into the storage unit. But the storage unit doesn't open till six. So he gets in there and he's there from six to eight thirty, eight twenty four a.m. on Monday morning, November 18th. What I found was that he was looking for a little computer part or a computer part, something that has to do with his computer that he needs to send away and get fixed from the family's understanding for his computer. And uh, I believe he built this computer. Now, it's 8.24 a.m., so he's been there, we're assuming, all night. Problem is, there's no video footage, okay? And I'll get back to that. There's no video footage. So, but they do know the code has been used. So, he goes, um, gets whatever he needs, and now nobody hears from Marshall ever, ever, ever again, and a couple days ago was one year. November 17th was one year. Okay. This guy was described as very friendly, quiet, but fun, all round good guy. They usually at Christmas time, they make ugly Christmas sweaters. Marshall uh, does um, um, ornaments, like, like all these, all these things, family oriented. And from my understanding, he also goes to Hawaii at Christmas time and visit his sister. Okay. So, 17th sees his mom 18th leaves the storage unit here's the weird thing five days later his vehicle's found 14 hours away
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. in a different province. And let me say this one thing. November is crazy, um, can be crazy snowstorms, all this, right? And you're going on these highways that it's it's like I, I'm liking it to Colorado. Like it's it's very, it can be crazy snow. And the roads on these highways are crazy. Now there could be about three routes to go from Lethbridge if he, he went from Lethbridge. The top two are uh, in Canada and the next one you'd have to go through the States, which is kind of more of a pain in the butt. So he goes, um, no, we don't know if he goes, his truck is found, okay? And not one gas station, not one gas station has video footage of Marshall or his truck. And you have to gas up three times, and I did the calculation, math is math, <laughs> uh, three times to get to this location. Now, his vehicle wasn't found just in any old town or city. It was found on a, an, a forest service road. And it's found absolutely torched. And when I mean torched, it's like there is nothing left of his dark blue 2009 GMC Sierra. Nothing left no rubber on the tires, nothing. There is Marshall's stuff strewn about outside of the truck. Okay. So why are you like, number one, why is his stuff strewn all over? And then it's torched, right? The RCMP takes this over because of the location where this thing, where it's found. They deem it as suspicious, but not criminal. The steering wheel column in this vehicle was stolen, taken, not there, nothing. And this is just screaming like, this is not right. This is not right. And something needs to be done, okay? I am looking into, there's a string of weird men going, like not weird men going missing, weird stories of men going missing in this like, little string of towns within like six hours radius. It's just some weird stuff. One of them was actually a burned out vehicle also on an old service road, I believe. Yeah, it was burned. I believe it was burned out too. So it's just some weird, weird, shady stuff. Now here's the thing, okay? Police are saying like, mm, maybe he was on a suicide mission. Family's like, mm, no. Um, and his sister Paige is actually has a master's in social work and all kinds of things. So she knows the signs of, of uh, you know, mental illness and this kind of thing. She's like, I've never, I didn't see any of that. And there's another thing, his truck was just paid for in September, two months before he went missing. And no fire insurance on this vehicle. It's not like he was looking for money or any of that. What was found at the site were two passports. One was old and one was valid. 
And the weird thing is, is he actually, Marshall kind of kept like old phones in his truck and the passports. So this is really, really, really strange. And um, she, like of this, this stuff, like she's like, no, this is normal. Okay. But this other stuff is strange. He had a PlayStation and Xbox there, but he had his own at home where he lives in Calgary. Um, they had, so the, there was old cell phones that was his and, and that wasn't weird to them. But then there was all these kind of scrapyard material stuff that's super weird. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was, um, I did do a link in my last Marshall video. There was a link to Forlow BC, who is a bunch of um, a four by four group that are also mechanics that they went and helped the family go look. And they're going in there and they're like, how did this guy, like, how did Marshall know how to even get here? It is the middle of nowhere. There is a, a place called Brian Waddington Hut, which is where hikers go. And actually, interestingly, I didn't have this in the video, but this was an interesting info snack. Um, all the peaks around it in the mountains are actually named after Lord of the Rings. And so that was interesting. So the police officers are like, well, hey, did he love Lord of the Wing Rings or have like some sort of connection? But and from my understanding, the, the answer is no. So the family saying, I don't think Marshall was ever here. And the other people who actually live there and the construction workers, like, how did he know to go here? And you can't even see it on GPS, this kind of thing. So the RCMP is like, well, maybe he killed himself. You know, Maybe he's coming here to do that. Well, the things that were missing um, were Marshall's current phone, Marshall's um, school-issued laptop, a backpack, and a wallet. Okay, so the weird thing to me is if you're going to commit suicide, why are you going to steal the steering column? Where Where is it? Where's the steering, steering column? Like, where, what are you going to do with it? Where is it? Number one. Number two, what do you need your laptop for if you're just going to kill yourself? Why, why are you taking that? And a backpack, right? Okay, maybe a backpack to go hiking in there. But there's no, there's zero, uh, Marshall wasn't found. There was a dog, like cadaver dogs, no scent of Marshall, nothing. Here's the weird thing, and here's this Canadian thing. You can't, unless you deem it criminal, you can't go and get, like, phone pings and DNA and fingerprints and all this other crazy stuff. You can't. And so it's very frustrating. So they're trying to say, hey, like we need a petition, which um, I know some of you have signed. So thank you so much so that they they can look into this. Um, one of the things, too, is on his laptop or on his computer. He did 800 hours of work on a game. So why are you going to work eight all, all the way up to his disappearance? Like, why are you going to work on that if you're just going to like end yourself and, and just keep keep that there? It just doesn't make sense. So one of the things I thought is like, I wonder if he actually, you know, was at a hotel and something happened to his vehicle, um, you know, or did he take a trip? And the family thought, well, maybe he took a trip because they found some toiletries and some clothing. So maybe he did because he did do some jobs for the uh, oil field, um, for power lines and that kind of thing from, from what I read. So it's just really strange. And something like this and his story has to get out there because enough of this stuff goes on that 
people are uh, missing and they're regarded as, well, he probably just walked off or whatever. And the family's like, this is not who he is. This is not who he is. And so something happened. Why can't you see that or check into that? And that's incredibly frustrating. And um, for those of you just coming in, we're talking about Marshall Awasa. He's a Canadian man who's been missing. He's 26 years old and he's been missing for the last year. And we need to get eyeballs on on his story. Um, Rachel Ann says, I don't understand why they couldn't get the video footage from the storage if they keep the videos for seven days and the truck was found five days later. Why weren't they viewing tapes from storage? Okay, because the 17th was on the Sunday and the the truck was found on the Saturday and then the family wasn't, um, it was two more days later on Monday that the family was called. So. Um, that's where that's at. And it's a shame because they'd be able to tell so much just in that, um, you know, just in that, like, was Marshall with somebody in that vehicle? Did somebody come up to Marshall? Was it Marshall who went in and somebody followed him in and it was two and a half hours, but it wasn't Marshall. Like there's all these things. And, um, and thank you so much too, by the way, Rachel, for, for your super chat. I appreciate it. There's just all these things that's so crazy. And it's just, it really, really is bothersome. And we have to put it out there because how many other people that are going to go missing that is just like, well, there's another person. And there's also something called um, um, compassion fatigue. Okay. And I'll talk about that in two seconds. Um, thank you, Crystal Jeffrey. Um, she says, thank you for all your work for these families. Thank you. Um Compassion fatigue, if you don't know, and maybe there's some first responders in here, you guys can actually chime in and say, yeah, I, I'm aware of what that is. Um, it's basically a lot of first responders, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot, they get this something called compassion fatigue. So it's almost like, you know, I'll see that, I'll have seen that over and over and over and over again. And they kind of lose touch with, hey, that's somebody's grandma, that's somebody's brother, that's somebody's son, that's somebody's mom, you know? And uh, they just, yeah, it just, it's, it's a, a legit thing called compassion fatigue. And so maybe some of this happens to some of the police officers. Well, we know it does, but, but they're saying there's no evidence to back up its criminal. So what the family did is they hired a private investigator and they finally found out that it was finally deemed arson with this truck. It's arson. So now they can rule out mechanical failure and whatnot, okay? If if Marshall was putting that code in on Monday and by Saturday this vehicle's found and there's a bunch of hikers, this one hiker called in and found it and thought this is strange. Well, you have to actually, uh, well, I shouldn't say you have to, but a lot of people register when they hike at this little hut. And so I'm wondering, did they run into Marshall? Did they see the vehicle before it was torched? Who torched it? Did you talk to Marshall? Was Marshall camping? Like what happened? And one of the family members said too, they said, listen, he goes hiking, yes, but he brings a friend and he doesn't even, he's not even familiar with this area. And would he be going somewhere by himself in November where there's grizzly bears and where there's also um, uh, rock slides? avalanches, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I just find it really, 
really strange. And so um, I'm passionate about this. Like, it's just, this is just not, it's just not right. And it needs to be looked at. And I'm going to look at some other cases surrounding it and seeing if I can connect some dots to see if, mm -mm, let's look more because there's men going missing. And there's some similar things, some, some yes, some no. But this vehicle, I'm thinking, if someone stole the steering column, maybe they didn't want to show that this vehicle was stolen and they had to take it out. I mean, what what else are you going to... The vehicle's already torched, not driving anywhere. Why are you taking the steering column out, right? Weird. So if you haven't seen this story, you do have to. It's 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 incredible. And go to that Forlow BC um, video because it shows the terrain. And let me tell you, it is bumpy. It's in forest. You're cro crossing water to get there. You need a four by four. And Marshall had a truck. Um, I'm curious if it was uh, snow tires on it and whatnot. Um, and it's just really, really, really weird. And his sister did do a, um, she did a little video the other day when it was the one year mark and she had a really nice um kind of slideshow at the end with marshall and he's laughing and uh just a family with their sweaters on and things like that and it was just really sad and even you know his nieces saying you know we miss you uncle marshall and it's just it's very sad so i just wanted to put it out there because you know um i do a lot for um that cover American cases, but I think it's very important for Canadian and it's hard to find information and Paige hit Marshall's sister does a great job of getting information out there that she can. But I just, I really wanted to tell you just more about Marshall's story. So, um, Jason says steering column missing car experts here. What's up with that? Exactly. Um, what I read was the truck that he's driving was a 2009 GMC Sierra, which, by the way, is still sitting out there and was, from my knowledge to this day, and was never, never cordoned off for anything because they don't deem it criminal. Another little info snack that just bothers me. Um, my understanding is that GMC Sierras are one of the top five stolen vehicles in Canada. And a lot of them, um, I don't know if this particular um, model has it, but there's a type of steering column that a lot of people go after. And um, I'm not sure if this one had it, but I just, my my ears perked up when I was like, well, a 2009, um, or sorry, a GMC Sierra is one of the top five stolen vehicles. And this is like not criminal in nature. Maybe it could be right. It could be no evidence of Marshall, um, not even from cadaver dogs. Where the heck is Marshall? So, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rant a little bit on that. Um, Joyce says uh, they ransacked the truck and torched it. Um, he doesn't sound like someone who would commit suicide. And the, and the family says that, too. They don't they don't believe so. They would know. And his sister's very um, educated and knowledgeable. And she's like, I didn't see anything. She's like, I spent two weeks with him in August. And I just, there's nothing there. So, okay, let me see what else. Um, thank you, Ava. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's just really, really strange. So I wish they could just look at it. Um, 
so uh, okay maybe there is i mean maybe there is if they're a serial killer not that we haven't had them before that's for sure um but i do want to know what happened and so the family thought he was going to go back to calgary and he didn't the one thing that was interesting is he went to school to in Calgary, like I was mentioning, and he didn't enroll in the new semester. And he kind of hinted at it a little bit to his sister, but didn't come out and tell her that he wasn't going. He just kind of said, well, you know, for the things that I know and stuff, I don't really need school for. So um, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is interesting. So given that he wasn't getting gas anywhere, I wonder if it was towed to that location. Well, if somebody else was involved, there would have to be another vehicle to go there. We don't know. Maybe it was towed, right? The other thing is Marshall would have to eat. He'd have to eat, right? And drink. So where is, where did he stop to eat? Where did he go and get food? It's a 14-hour drive. I would start back at Lethbridge where he had to wait all night and he might have been hungry. And right just south of it is actually um, um, a Walmart. And it has a McDonald's in it. It has a Tim Hortons. We can get some donuts. You can get some, like, breakfast stuff, whatever. So I want to know if, right, like, if he, did he stop by? Did he, uh, did he eat? He'd have to eat somewhere. Where, why is there a zero there's nothing of Marshall. So it's weird. Yeah, it was a very, very remote location that people were amazed his, his vehicle was at. Yes, absolutely. So, so I, I want to know, like, it's just interesting. All right. So that is Marshall Awasa. Please go see that video if you can. And you make your own, you know, decisions on it and, and theories and, and write them in the comments. And, you know, exactly. Um, missing persons here. Hello. <laughs> um, you don't have to, you don't drive 14 hours to off yourself. And Paige, the sister, actually talked about this. She says, there's a ways that men typically do and women typically do I shouldn't say typically but they're they're more apt to do she says yes men are more impulsive where you know where they're gonna do it or whatnot but um she just finds this weird and everybody does except for authorities I don't know what the the, the game was that he was creating I would love to know and find out there's a, a really cool school in Kelowna British Columbia and if you guys don't know this place, you got to look it up. It's amazing. Um, this digital art school, you can do uh, video games and then you get actually placed. Uh, you can do it. It places you in um, jobs like, that are, you know, in the gaming world. It's, it's amazing. And not just that. So. Um, okay. Why? Okay, this is a really good question. Why did he stay all night to get into his storage? I find this a good, a great question because I asked that too. Like, why? And I, I thought to myself, was he just waiting? Like, he needed to get into the storage unit and didn't want to leave without this part. What was the rush, right? But this, his sister said, when he has it in his mind to get in there, he's getting in there. And it's funny because I'm the same way. Like, I will stay there and go, okay, well, maybe you know, maybe in ten minutes I'll try again or whatnot. And I don't know. 
because he could have went back to his mom's, but maybe he was on a mission. Maybe he thought he was just a couple times. Maybe he thought he was getting it wrong. I don't know. But then two and a half hours he stayed. So and where it was is a very remote location kind of things like an industrial area. Um, there is a Walmart there, but at nighttime, it was, it's not very um, it's not busy. It's like around there. It's kind of like an industrial area is just not very busy. So. So and and when I put that together, it's like, well, why would you need to go to the storage unit? And they said that the camping gear was still there that wasn't taken, just that what was missing with Marshall was this the backpack. And, and it wasn't even like an overnight backpack, like a big camping one and that kind of thing. So it's so weird. Um, I just I, I don't know. It's been on my mind and it's just weird. So he two and a half hours he was in the storage unit. He waited from 11 to 6 a.m., tried his um, his code a few times. So um, that's what I thought, Toad, wondering who needed a steering column. He may have never even got that far from the storage center. Sounds like foul play. How about CCTV footage, doorbell cams by storage? Exactly. This is the weird thing, right? No video from the storage room. Um, I would like to know, did he eat somewhere near there um, or, or drive? Like, did he go to Calgary? Is there anything to see that? you know, did he actually go on that trip or maybe he was at a hotel and his vehicle was getting stolen? Like, I don't know. There's so many things, but he had to have eat. And somebody said, somebody said, maybe he brought food with him. Maybe, maybe how much food are you going to bring? Like maybe he could have, maybe he did, but how are you going to get there without three tanks of gas? Like why, why isn't there? I'd like to know, you know, so crazy stuff. When is a missing steering column considered normal? <laughs> That's a great question, Manuela. It's a very good question. Um, yeah, video from Walmart, because they always talk about that, right? I'd like to see that. Um, remind me how many days after he went missing, they found the car. Five days maybe random. Well, where this is, is like 20 kilometers off the beaten path, but it's, it's like, sorry, like it's 18 to 20 kilometers. So for you guys, it'd be like 12, 13 miles into the bush. Like it's into the bush, into the mountains. Is there anything in a steering column that could give clues therefore removed? Somebody was asking if they could tell, and maybe if you, one of you guys know, um, if, if you can tell if the steering column was removed before it was torched or after, I would think if it was after you'd be able to tell, but I don't know. That's, I have no idea. So. Uh, Miller Nature says, have they released any details about pings from his phone or information about who he may have been contact with once he left the storage unit? Even if he doesn't respond, it would provide info. We can't get pings. They can't do that unless they talk about it being criminal in nature. In Canada, you cannot get it. And that's what the family wants. In fact, I will read you uh, if I can find it. Um. 
Uh, the petition, we are formally requesting the following actions take place. Marshall's disappearance and case be classified and investigated as criminal. Items found at the scene of the truck be tested for fingerprints and DNA. A thorough search of Marshall's last known location, so the storage unit in Lethbridge and the surrounding area, and items in the storage unit to be fingerprinted and tested, and fire investigation report to be completed and provided to the Lethbridge police, because my understanding they didn't, and then they got the uh, the private investigator to, do, um, to deem it, uh, well, investigate it, and they deemed it arson. And then also increased collaboration of Lethbridge Police Service with the hired private investigators on Marshall's case. So you see how I get fired up and riled up. It's like, mm, we got to figure this out. So uh, this is a great question. Do they know anything about his bank account or credit card use? From my understanding, there's no signs of um, a footprint basically from Marshall in the last year and, and nothing used. But they can't, from my understanding, the family doesn't, can't see what's on that. Are we sure he made it to the storage unit? We aren't sure if we, he, well, we just know that he put in the code. So my understanding, they just, that's the code was given. And I don't know if that's even him, really. So it could be, could it be that it wasn't him in the storage unit? Maybe the person didn't want what time it opened and had to wait. Maybe they wanted something from the unit and then they disposed of the car. Maybe, but I guess they're going to have to, they're going to have to um, investigate that, right? Weird. And I understand from his cell phone too, nothing. But again, we need to know a little bit more. Miss Jessa Thompson says, I'm confused about times. Was it daytime when Barry found out his wife was missing? Oh, okay, we're talking about Barry. Uh, he didn't get home till 9 p.m. Workers say he dumped tools and left. Sounds like it was daytime. Clarify. Okay, we're going to talk about Suzanne but um, next. So I'll, I'll answer this question. Um, yes, it was daytime that Barry found out his wife was missing. Um he didn't get home till nine, but the call went in at 5.46 p.m. Workers say that he dumped the tools and left. Uh, that was before he left Broomfield to back to uh, Maysville. Hopefully I clarified that for you. So um, Sunday morning, Barry said at 5 a.m. he left home and left Suzanne. She was sleeping. He went to Broomfield for a job. His girls actually were um, camping. They messaged her mom and mom's not answering. And so Barry got a neighbor to go check on her. She wasn't there. Um, he asked, well, what about her bike? And then it went from there. So hopefully I clarified that for you. And thank you so much for the super chat. Um. Back to Marshall, maybe he was being held against his will all night at the storage unit, forced to wait and get whatever out of you. See, we don't know. And that's such good questions. There's so many things. I think we need to go back to, we need to go back to Lethbridge. We have to start there. Did he eat? I was all night. I mean, guy's 26. He's probably hungry. <laughs> I know I am. I'm always hungry. So where are you stopping for some food? especially if you're doing a 14 hour trek or maybe he brought food, but they even family said there was weird stuff in the back of his vehicle that he would never have. So it's weird stuff. 
I'd like to know more about the game and perhaps maybe we could ask, would you guys like if I asked Bree, uh, sorry, Paige uh, to come on? Retired RN43, hello, nice to see you. She says, I think something happened to Marshall at the storage unit and never went to where his truck was found. I don't think he was at that truck either um, at the at the end of the day. Maybe, maybe he will, um, maybe he was going on a trip though. Maybe that just wasn't, in my opinion, I don't think that was his destination. Oh, a new member. If you guys are seeing things pop up on, or pop up on screen with green, that means a person's becoming part of the crime ring, my membership. Welcome, welcome. Nice to have you. And thank you so much all for joining me on a Friday night. We are covering a bunch of cases and we're just getting started. Um, we are, uh, we've covered baby Evelyn Boswell and her mom is currently in jail and her court case is on December 3rd. We just talked about Marshall Owasa, a 26 year old who's been missing from Canada. And now we're going to get into Suzanne Morphew. And I'm going to, we're going to have a little chat about that. I know there was already a question about that. Okay. So we are on to Suzanne. Now, first I want to talk about the guy who's nicknamed Psycho. And he I guess the reason why I'm bringing up about Suzanne Murphy, because this is this happened two hours south of Maysville, Colorado. There was a, a hunt for him, and he was 26 years old, I believe, and his nickname is Psycho. And they found three bodies in two locations after they initially had search warrants related to stolen cars and construction equipment, which is very interesting. Um, the authorities found him, though, today, today, in Gallup, New Mexico, which is five hours southwest of where these bodies were found. Now, here's here's where it gets interesting as well. Uh, his name is Audre Barraz. Hopefully, I'm not, um, hopefully I'm saying that right, but nickname Psycho, we'll just call him Psycho. It's fitting. He faces charges of first-degree homicide, first-degree assault, and second-degree kidnapping. And the CBI announced on Wednesday, which is just two days ago, that they were looking for him in connection with the remains. And the investigator said it might take weeks to identify the bodies because of the advanced state of uh, decomposition. And what I read was they couldn't even tell if it was, yeah, they were unable to determine their gender or ages. Now, he was the clear suspect in the deaths of these three people, although it says it was not immediately clear how he's connected to the stolen property investigation. But he has convictions in Colorado for various crimes, including theft and assault. And he had currently four open cases for obstructing government operations, assault, possession of a weapon by a felon, and multiple drug offenses. And court records say he was actually due in court on Wednesday for hearings related to three of those cases. And instead, he decided to uh, head southwest five hours to Gallup, New Mexico, and uh, hide out for the murder of these three individuals. And it says to um, the investigators said that the property that the, the people were found on don't they don't live there. And it was two different uh, locations. Um, 
They said investigators said they checked into missing persons report in the Monte Vista and Alamos area, but don't believe that there is connection. And it says we are not associating the victims with the missing person cases at this time. And for anyone to do so would be responsible or sorry, would be irresponsible and pure speculation. So it's interesting in the fact that it's two hours south uh, from the missing, obviously from Suzanne Morphew. Um, but they're not saying a whole bunch about this and it's just, it's just really weird. So, um, yeah. And so I don't think he had anything to do with Suzanne. And so I don't know either, you know, like it's, it's weird. It's weird, but this could be totally not connected or connected, but I don't know. We'll see. You got a lot of you guys said, but no. Um, okay, so now there's another little info snack. I won't get too much into it because we have a little bit um, of info and not much, but yeah, this is a good one. As PE would say, we haven't left the storage unit yet. And I, I, I agree. I would not leave there yet until we know what was his next darn move. And we can't. I mean, as there's no pings, there's no nothing, there's no video footage. Go talk to Walmart. Have you talked to Walmart? Right? Like, we, uh, I don't know. Have you? It's frustrating. All right. So let's see. Um, there was, and I'm sure a lot of you guys uh, are hearing this, there was um, an online wedding that was reported on May 10th. So the day that Suzanne was reported missing, we don't know the actual day she actually was missing. We, we just don't. Um, it happened on May 10th, this online wedding. That was Suzanne's friend's um, um, daughter. And yeah, there's always a Walmart around. I can see. <laughs> yes, Betty, there's always a Walmart. It seems that that way. Um, and it was around 1.15 p.m., 1 or 1.15 p.m. Maysville time, but it was in Indiana and it was an online wedding. So this is very interesting to me. Um, I would like to find out more because it would coincide if this is, in fact, uh, the wedding, because we know the day before Suzanne was talking to a friend about an upcoming wedding, but we don't know, or I don't know, I should say, if this is the same friend and that's the same wedding because it was, you know, the next day and they were talking about uh, upcoming wedding. If that's the case, there's a few more questions now in the mix about, um, about Suzanne and Barry and these weddings, and it spurs up all kinds of questions. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, so the, Suzanne was supposed to attend on May 10th. So it's interesting. Um, so now there's Jean, who is Suzanne and um, Suzanne's dad. He died last week on November 11th. I guess that would be, yeah, over a week ago. Um, he battled cancer for, I believe it was seven months, and he died a day after the six-month anniversary. 
anniversary of Suzanne's uh, disappearance. But it, interestingly, in the obituary, it did not mention anything about Barry. Um, and when it came to Suzanne in, in Jean's obituary, he, it, she's described as being missing and presumed dead. And then also interestingly, in his obituary, it says the family requests donations on Jean's behalf be made to your local domestic violence organization, Pete's Pantry in Alexandria or the Alexandria uh, Community Center. And then also um, I want to talk to you about the uh, press release. Um, actually, one sec, because I just saw somebody talking about the um Oh, yeah, uh, he's full of tattoos. The psycho is full of tattoos. Not that that's, I mean, my husband has a lot of tattoos, but um, he just, when you look at this guy, you're like, this guy's not happy, happy guy. Like there's some, there's some issues on this guy. There's nothing really to do with tattoos, but yeah, he just, he does give that vibe of a little bit creepy tattoos or no tattoos. He's, he's, he gives you the little vibe. Um. Hey, Lori, I, I'm seeing a couple of uh, comments there. Can you give me an email? Is Can you give me your, give me an email? It's a crime and shame at gmail.com. Okay. Um, it's important. Yeah, if you can and, and email me, that'd be great. Um, okay, there's a press release on... Uh, Suzanne Morphew from, or sorry, from the sheriff, uh, Chaffee County Sheriff's Office. Say that a couple times. Whew. And he says, and this is important because I brought it up before, but I want to bring it up again. They also believe that sometimes in these type of cases that people don't come forward with information for concern that they may get someone in trouble. To those who may be fearful to come forward, they can reach out anonymously. Once investigators know your concerns, they can address them. So I think that they are actually, um, I think that they're kind of reaching out in a sense going, mm, I think there's somebody who may know some information, maybe kind of worried, maybe they're hoping that law enforcement will find out and, and then take care of it and they don't have to say anything. Maybe they're worried for, you know, because there's a couple parties and friends and all this. So, um, you know, <laughs> Jessica says, I love tattoos. My hubby has, so do I, and I find them so damn sexy. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> we once went to, um, in Mexico, in um, a place where a lot of Canadians go. Why can't I think of it right now? Uh, Watuko. And, uh, not a lot of people have tattoos down there um, unless you're part of, um, um, you know, a gang or something. And so my husband's like the friendliest person ever. And he's walking down the street with his tattoos and he's like, hola, hola. <laughs> people are looking at him like, who's <laughs> friendly? And he has all these tattoos. It's funny. It was funny. Uh, it was kind of, it's kind of funny me. He's just like so happy walking down and all tattooed. It was pretty funny. All right. Uh, 
Katarina says, for Suzanne's case, my dad owns a pool company and I work with chlorine every single day. We have construction workers buying chlorine daily. It's very likely for them to have chlorine in their vehicle. Thank you so much for that. Interesting. Thank you for that. All right. You guys are great in here. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being so supportive to others in here as well. All right. Okay, so we're going to move on. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about, about Suzanne because this is important. It was brought to my attention today um, about People Magazine. And People Magazine talked a little bit about Jean. They talked about Suzanne. And they said this, which I have to say something because this isn't right. And I quote, it says in this article, her husband is not considered a suspect or person of interest in this case, according to authorities. This is incorrect. This is incorrect because the authorities, the authorities didn't say if he was or wasn't a suspect or person of interest. And that's important. This, the way they worded this is not correct. Nobody said, the authorities said that Barry is a, a suspect or a person of interest, but they didn't rule him out either. So this is incorrect. It's important to note that. Okay, so... Okay, so that is not true, all right? So we're just gonna clear that up. So, and the other thing is I am gonna be putting out a video on this case um, in the next week. Uh, it's time for a little update and it's time for me to uh, release some information. And Shelby asked, do you think her daughters watch these videos? I don't know, I really don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, I know maybe some people in that family watch the videos. You know, there's certain, actually just one second, take a drink. Some people that watch the videos and you know who I think that that is, right? Might own a bobcat. And not just mine. Hey Summer, I see your question. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't. I can't. I don't have authority to actually cancel anything. So you're gonna have to check. Maybe a card got expired or something. I don't know. Nope. But I did not. <laughs> so just so you know, I don't have any access to any of that. If you become a member and if something's off, just got to talk to YouTube. All right. So yeah. So I think there's a few people that watch, and not just my video. I just think, I just think they, if, if they're into watching the YouTubers cover the story, I think they're, you know, they're watching everybody, right? Might own a bobcat. <laughs> oh, 
I would like to be boots on the ground there, but I think that wouldn't be good for me. All right. We're going to just leave it at that. You guys want to see a video, let me know. Put a heck yeah in the comments. If you want to see a video, hit that like button and then I can go like, okay, these guys, they're, they're, they're wanting this to happen. And it won't be a lot on the case until something moves forward, but there's one that gets me. And you know, when I'm bothered about something, I can't let it go. And I got to, I got to attack that. So I can wear a wig. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe with a mask anyways. I don't have to worry about it. I should go like this. Speaking of masks too, I have my info smacks, my info smack, <laughs> info snack masks. Uh, I have one as well in there. Okay. All right. So let's move on. Do you guys have any questions about Bear Bear or about uh, Suzanne or about uh, timelines? Um, hello, Jason. Are Barry's daughters defending him was the question. Um, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Um, maybe they have to stay quiet or maybe they just feel like that's best, uh, you know. All right. Heck yeah, you guys want it. Okay, this is great. The more info snacks, the better. Okay, I'll keep bringing them out. So I've been working on one. It's been sitting in the wings, and now it's time for it to come out. All right, here we go. Next one, Letitia Stouk in the Gannon Stouk case. Little baby info snacks. Ah, uh, what we really need are more live shows. You got it. And Mr. Lind is going to be on vacay when we he plans it every year and he's going to be on vacay in the next two weeks so we are going to i'm going to be on more because it just makes life easier when he's home for a couple weeks so i'm so glad you guys like the live streams i miss you guys all right um leticia stouk she was supposed to be evaluated by a psychiatrist on halloween but there was an outbreak of covid in the jail and they had to postpone it. Um, this was interesting. So they postponed it from November 12th was supposed to be the actual date that she did her evaluation because she had the second evaluation. Um, but she did the first one in September and then she was deemed competent and to stand trial, but they asked for a second request. So this isn't happening until December 14th now. So we have another couple weeks, three weeks really to wait for that. Um, but this is what's interesting. The authorities at the county jail in Colorado have said there's 911 of the 1,246 inmates in custody last Sunday that tested positive for COVID-19 along with 73 employees. So, and that was a couple weeks ago. Mr. Linda. <laughs> Yeah. So co-host with Mr. Linda. He's he's been on some of my members live streams. So, um yeah, 911 of the 1200 inmates. So I wonder what the updated number was cuz that was the last one and that was the 
second week in November. So hopefully, um, hopefully we'll find out some more and we're going to find out, I'm sure the shenanigans that Letitia has been storming up for her second evaluation, because you know, it's not going to have, it's not gonna be without drama because Letitia likes to write to the judge. She likes to attack the um, guard, right? Um, remember when she was getting transported, she attacked them and she tried to escape the jail with a broomstick. Legit. So I don't know. It's a woman. I don't know. Um, it's a crime. I hope she doesn't get it. I want her to stand up and pay her dues to poor Gannon. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that they're doing another one. She was already found competent. Like, move, move forward. Nancy says her jello speaks to her. No, uh, Valo updates are coming up pretty quick here. She was off on her measurements. <laughs> Uh, this, this is because see all these comments are because she said that her, she was getting threats and her peanut butter. Will we know she gets positive for the virus? I don't think so. They do. They wouldn't say who it was. So <laughs> Sandra, that's funny. <laughs> it, it wouldn't fly. Nope. Uh, one of the other inmates actually told on Letitia for giving notes back and forth and talking about how she was going to escape the jail. And then, um, and also she would give her money, the other inmate from her grandpa's money that she's been getting or something like that. So. All right. Here we go. Um, any questions on that? I'll keep you updated, of course, on Little Gannon. We'll find out in about a month. It's going to be quiet unless it's it's a little too quiet. Usually, Letitia starts to she starts to chatter. Um, she starts to ramp up a little bit. Doesn't like to be when it's quiet. She sings when it, it's quiet. So I'm waiting for something. I really am. There's something coming. All right. So next, um, one little side note before I get into Melanie Pulowski and Lori Daybell and all that. Um, the guys at Profiling Evil has asked uh, me as one of the YouTubers um, to cover Kelly Brannon. And I'm taking a look at her case and I will do a video on her. I told the guys I would. Um, she is the woman who's been missing since July from Florida, I believe, at a hotel that she was on a start of a trip. She was missing from a hotel at nighttime. She got into a uh, argument with her boyfriend and um, she was sitting outside. And that's the last time he says he saw her. So I'm going to dig in a little bit of that and I'm going to cover. Um, and I promised the guys I would. So that that's going to be coming up soon once I dive in and, and get the ins and outs. And um, Katarina says, I know that WTF interviewed her boyfriend several times. Just curious if he is now a suspect. I don't know that. Um, I just, I'm on the, I'm on the beginning stages of taking a look. So let me know if you guys are cool with that too, to cover cover Kelly's case. Um, I will be looking. It's going to take me a couple days as it usually does. I like to be very thorough when I look at it. 
look at it. So, okay. And the other one I've been asked to do is also Dior Kuntz. And he is the little boy that went missing from the campground five years, five years ago, I believe. And uh, there's a couple things that's perked my interest uh, in, in what was said. So I might tackle that from a different point of view because most people, a lot of people have it, or I might do one or two little uh, videos and, and take it uh, aside. So, um, or split it, you know, Shelby says, Chris and Mike are the cutest. They're great. Yeah, you guys are happy that we're collaborating. That's great. There is going to be um, an, uh, somebody coming on the channel next week. Okay, you guys are excited about Kelly, Brandon to be covering them and also um, Dior. Okay, there you go. So you have a couple new videos coming, a couple new cases. Okay, this is great. So you guys ready to talk about Melanie Pulowski? Nothing in Vita Belford or Veda Belford, Belford case at all. I haven't heard anything about her. And if you guys are wondering who that is, I covered her um, a few weeks ago. She's been missing and she's been missing from Sacramento. And there's absolutely no, no answers or anything since that. So, And there also is going to be a couple other missing cases I will bring on. So I have all kinds of stuff Um all kinds of stuff coming. I'm hoping to get more time to do and streamline more stuff so that uh, you guys get more content more often. Okay. Let's talk about Melanie Pulowski and then let's, uh, let's chit chat about this because they were in court. Melanie Pulowski, um, remember she is Lori Vallow Daybell's niece and Back in October of 2019, Brandon Boudreaux was shot at and unsuccessfully killed, according to them. Um, thankfully, he wasn't killed. But Brandon accused Melanie of being involved in that shooting because she's the only person who knew his address at the time of the shooting. And what's interesting about this is Melanie Pulowski and Alex were together, hanging out. They asked Melanie Gibb to go over to Brandon's old house, even though they knew he moved to his old house to go, I can't remember, to go check on the kids. And so they used Melody Gibb as a little pawn to go there. And she went there and she finds out that the neighbor's like, oh, no, Brandon, he moved. Like, he moved. He, he doesn't live here anymore. She's like, oh, weird. And so I think that was like a little alibi, like, ooh, let's get Melody Gibb to go over there. She can think, oh, you know, they don't live there anymore. It's, it's weird. So there's more to that than meets the eye. Um. So... There was the custody trial on Wednesday, which is two, two days ago. Melanie was asked about the shooting and she denies any involvement in it. And it says the records show two different affidavits from Gilbert police, which testimony reveals Melanie was initially a person of interest in the investigation and was later called an investigative lead. Interesting, right? 
Now, it says attorneys on both sides confirm Melanie is not facing any charges. And at last check, Gilbert police are still investigating. We hear a lot that they're investigating, right? Or looking into. Now, Melanie, here we go. Melanie testified she moved to Rexburg, Idaho in November 2019, which we know because on Halloween, she was with Alex Cox going to load up the truck on Halloween in Arizona. Records show that she moved to the same complex as Lori and her uncle Alex. Lori's children, it says, disappeared in 2019. Okay, so just a side note. September, both Tylee and JJ are killed. October, the beginning of October, Brandon Boudreaux shot at. And in October, Tammy Daybell shot at, but it didn't work. She thought it was a paintball gun. And then she died. And then November, Melanie comes prancing in to this complex. Interesting. When asked about the complex, uh, the apartment complex that they lived in, her answer was about, you know, uh, the, the place next door. Well, sometimes Alex goes there and sometimes Lori goes there. How the heck you don't know who lives there? And how do you not know where the heck your cousins are? I get a little riled up on this one because there's some, she's lying some bits and all kinds of stuff. And I have 70, over 75 videos in the Lori Vallow case. I branch off and talk about Charles. I recently did one on Joseph and I did a lot on Lori and I'm exposing her patterns and I'm exposing her beliefs. And it's important because the more we dig, the more I'm finding out and we're all finding out about her. So Melanie's like, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes Alex goes there and sometimes, what? No, no. Okay. Maybe I'll have to bring back another Melanie Pulowski because I have covered some of her stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are all going, wondering what's going on. Okay. So in the court, the attorney asks Melanie if she believes in zombies and dark spirits, and Melanie denies it. And the um, he, they say, do you think, because he says, so you don't believe in zombies, you don't believe in this, you don't believe in how to get rid of them, that kind of thing. He says, um, Mel Melanie's attorney says, do you think it's reasonable for Brandon to accuse you of being in a cult just because you're Lori Vallow's niece? And she says, absolutely not. Now, I want to go back a little bit because Melanie actually has numerous, numerous times said, um, I'm not in a cult because Nate Eaton from East Idaho News sat down with her, had an interview and said, do you... Um, um, are you in a cult? But the weird, how should I word this? I think if it was worded differently, I think she'd have a different answer. I don't think she was going to say cult because in her mind, it's not a cult. So of course she's going to deny that she's in a cult because she doesn't use that word cult. But if you like did one, two, three, four, five and said all these beliefs, she'd probably be like, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you know what I mean? Um, I think the way it's worded, I think she would answer it maybe semi-differently, if not differently. It's weird. Um, so, yeah. And if you, you go back and check some of these videos where I deconstruct their their answers, I call Melanie Pulowski a lot in her BS because she does have conflicting information, like statements. They don't, they don't line up. Um, then when she was questioned about Brandon's, um, when she was questioned by Brandon's attorney, whether, um, so, hang on, when questioned by Boudreaux's attorney, whether contact with Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell, and Alex Cox was appropriate given all that happened, Melanie responded by saying she didn't see what was going on behind her back. So interesting. But there's some weirdness again there because how could she not question some of it if she lives right next door and it's in November? Stay tuned for that video. <laughs> uh, do not rob me says, hi, what's the best vid you have out giving best current synopsis of Daybell Valo saga? Um, what's the most, imp I, I want to say the best, I'm going to say the most important in my opinion right now is the Secret Society video. That lines up with all the shenanigans they do, in my opinion. Um, um, that one and maybe some other people will tell tell you which ones that they really prefer that that um, of mine <laughs> uh, to go watch. But that one for sure, the Secret Society, it mentions basically compares them and it's so similar it's crazy um that one uh charles vallow the code eat coded email in my opinion and um apartment 107 is something to look at too there's some interesting things to that because there's some weirdness yeah yeah great and yeah the secret combinations people are saying so so i called it secret society on the thumbnail you could see it says like secret society that one and and it's all in the playlist so you can go check that out and then you can go dive into the others because there's a lot to watch <clears throat> okay so there's that and um okay so then in may remember back in may melanie actually was interviewed and she defended her aunt Lori and claimed she didn't know what happened to tylee and jj but believed Lori wouldn't harm the children and then what remember they had a statement right after the children were found and um it was a statement on behalf of melanie ian Lori's mom and Lori's sister summer and they were saying they're deeply saddened by the recent findings and will anxiously await the pending conclusions with heavy hearts so um they did their own separate kind of statement which when i read it i remember it was very legal sounding just very different yeah, it's true. You can't get through the whole saga just watching a single video. It takes like 75 videos and you're still going to be like, okay, hey, wait, wait, what's going on? But, um, and yes, there's a good point there. So now there's a story map on Profiling Evil. I was part of that the other night. I contributed a video as well. And um, Susan says apartment 107 is a must. It's very interesting. It still keeps me up at night because there's more to it. And again, when something bothers me, I know to go. Um, 
And now you can check out the Melanie ones that I do too, because it'll jog your mem memory for all this. Um, so ultimately it says in court Wednesday, each party agreed to restore joint decision-making for their children and Melanie will have full visitation restored in January, 2021 after a reintroduction period. Testimony tells that Melanie was deemed to be a fit parent after a doctor's evaluation through the court. A judge is still reviewing some other unresolved issues connected to financial matters in the custody trial. So that's that. Now, one, oh, who's who at the zoo? That's right. I did that one too. That that tells you who the players are. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, Shelby says, when will someone pay for all, any of this? Charles, Tammy, Tylee, and JJ and the attempts. It's sickening. Do you think that they will only have conspiracy on them? It's completely insane. I think that the murder charges are coming. I think it's coming. Things are starting to come together. Patterns are starting to come together. Uh, info is starting to come together. Now they're looking into to Joseph. I did a Joseph video. Go watch this. If you haven't watched this, go check the Joseph video out. It's my latest one on the, on the series. And I start um, just spitting out patterns to the point where it's like making it obvious, making it obvious, because these things have to be spit out, basically, because it it needs to be looked at and she needs to be held accountable. And so does Alex, which he's dead now, but he has to be accountable. And so does Chad Daybell. Chad Daybell is somebody that needs to be looked at. And I believe he's had communication with uh Lori, far earlier than we think, because she got invested into Chad's teaching and went cray cray over it since 2015. She started and then she was just deep into his teachings. And you can't tell me she's waited for three years to meet this guy. I think at this point, it's like, ooh, Chad Daybell, I want my, my book signed and blah, 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 blah. And like uh, three years, I think that's a stretch. I think maybe it's before that. But we need to that. So I know the suspense, isn't it? We, we need murder charges. Um, and so since it's getting towards the end of what we're chatting about, I'm going to tell you a little info snack. Um, one of the YouTubers that's been covering this case and is great at research is Noor Jasmine. And she's a smaller channel, but... Me and her had a little chit chat and she's going to be coming on the channel and hang out uh, first time ever doing a live stream, but she's going to come out and she's going to hang out with us in the next week. I, I think the next week, hopefully, and we're going to have a chit chat about the Daybell case. So you don't want to miss it. We're going to talk about Joseph Ryan. We're going to talk about all these things and then chit chat back and forth. And I think she'd be really, really great to have a chat. I did get to talk to her a little bit yesterday morning. And um, we we just hit it off, I think. <laughs> Noor, if you're watching, <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, we're going to have a little chat and then she'll come on here and hang out. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been wanting to uh, reach out to her. And so I did and we had chat and she uh, she has some great little things she says. And yeah, it's great. Gulf, Gulf Coast girl. Hello. Info snacks. Love. I love Nor Jasmine. She's really awesome. That's right. So she's coming on um, and she does have a great sense of humor. So I think it'll be really, really cool to have her on and uh, we'll all chat and you can ask us questions and uh, we'll talk about it. So 
Um, yeah. And she does her, she does her research. <laughs> yeah, you hope she wears her tinfoil hat because go check her out on her channel. And she has a tinfoil hat that she wears, legit. And, but she's so, like, she's so smart and she just, she does her homework and she does some cool stuff. So um, some of the things gets me giggling because of her humor too. She's quirky and I love that. So that's cool. And um, what else on that? And so Joseph, we're going to take a look at because Joseph Ryan, uh, she just covered him as well. And I did too. And we're going to have a chat because this needs to be looked at because now you are backing up the timeline. So you have 2019, you're backing it up to Charles. You're backing it up before to Joseph Ryan. You're going to back it up again. So you, just these little baby steps. And then you're showing, like I'm showing the pattern and we're showing all the things that are coming up. We're putting two and two together. And it looks like she has a lot more knowledge than we ever could imagine. And I believe so does Chad Daybell. So does Alex Cox. And so does the minions around him, except some of them, I believe, are more, I should say, less involved than um, than we think, uh, involved in some manners, but not in others. And there's a core and then all around. So <laughs> you guys want me to wear a tinfoil hat with her? <laughs> Maybe at one point I might. We'll see. All right. So do you guys have any questions? How did you like the live stream tonight? Are you guys liking the format? I mean, not that it's a crazy different way, but I'm just zipping through it. I'm chatting and then bringing in some, some questions. So I can take your questions now and then we'll do another one next week. And then Nora can come on. She can hang out. And we'll have more people also on the channel. And you guys, if you want to um, give your opinion or give your thoughts of who you'd like to see on the channel next, and put it in the um, put it in the description. Sorry, not the description. The comments, like in live chat right now, or if you're rewatching this, just put it down there who you'd like to see on my channel, and I'll I'll set it up. I'll do my best. Um, I love this. Yes, uh, half fast haiku says. Don't sue me. I love she says that. She was like, um, I can't even say like allegedly some something else. And she's like, don't sue me. <laughs> she's funny. She's funny. She's great. So we had a good chit chat yesterday. It was quick, but. Ooh, all eyes are on Mel P. Do you think she'd harm her kids now? Well, on one hand, I'm glad that Lolo's not around her. On the other hand, I'm concerned because of what happened in 2019, and she's not 100% truthful in her statements. That I know. Um, I know she just had a baby. Um, I know um, I'm worried a little bit about the chat about zombies and children, meaning a couple of her kids were deemed a zombie. I don't know exactly by who, but I I think it was in, um, might've been the rubric. I got to relook at that. I don't want to misspeak, but let's say I'm not a hundred percent confident. I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. Um, okay. One sec here, guys. 
Yes, Melanie had her baby. That was like a couple months. She was due a couple months ago. Do you think Canada will change and start to release more information on crimes to the public, or do you think that will remain the same? For now, I think it's going to re rename the same. Um, yeah, I, it's so hard to get information. Even like you hear of a guy who killed a woman um, outside of Calgary. This would have been a year and a half ago. And there's nothing, not even about the court date, not what happened at court, nothing. And so that's the concern. It's it's just, you, you can't get much. Whereas in the States, geez, like I'm fine. And I, I, we're talking about the pings. We get the affidavit. We can look at what's going on. People are chit-chatting. Neighbors are chit-chatting. And here it's just like, you hear about something. It's kind of like that. Do you guys ever watch Don't F with Cats? Um, like basically online sleuths solved the crime. And we heard a little bit about it, but not anything like what was brought out to Don't F with Cats on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's weird, um, but it's true. And um, it's the only way we kind of hear about it. And this is scary. We need to know these things, you know? Serious question, what color will Lolo's hair be next time we see her? <laughs> Serious question. You know what? I saw a Halloween costume of a woman, and she looked exactly, exactly like Lolo. It's crazy. Um. Uh, Linda, check out Shane Michaels on Facebook. He does crimes and missing persons in Canada. Okay. I'm going to write that down. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So it looked like, it looked like, um, who is Lolo? That's, that's what they call Lori Vallow is they call her Lolo. Um, and she looked like Lori Vallow. It was, it was unbelievable. I had to like do triple take. Oh, somebody's birthday? What, Lori, what's your, my mom wants you to do a shout out for her. For, what's her birthday? What's her name? <laughs> Paul from reporting live from my sofa would be a good guess. Guest, I, interesting. I'm gonna write it down. I would like to also have Duty Ron on. Had a little chit chat before. Orange hair, of course, Susan says. And whatever the flavor of the Jolly Ranchers of the day is what the lipstick would be. And Katarina's 24 today. Happy birthday. Yeah, you're right. I do. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, be prepared to fast forward, cover your eyes. You're right. Absolutely. 100% agree. Can't remember if they do that in the beginning of that video or not. I couldn't watch that. I, I looked away. Um, but yeah, you're right. 
but it is interesting as you fast forward through that, how the online community came together and was able to solve it. I'll have to find the, um, I'll have to find the, the costume picture. And Stephanie Harlow, of course, yes. Analytics. Wow, you guys have some great, great um, questions. Can I ask you about the guy on the bridge with the two girls? Yeah, the bridge guy, what about him? Um, yeah, it's, that's a terrible case with Adelphi. I think it would happen again in that case. I think the person who did that to those girls will, will do it again. It's just a matter of, a matter of time or whenever. You guys are coming up with some great stuff. I'm writing it down. All right, what else are you guys doing? We'll have a little chit chat, a couple more minutes, and then I gotta go. I think he was able to stalk those girls on Snapchat, yeah. Everybody hates Bridge Guy, don't they? Do I, Amber says, oh, have you ever talked with Nate Eaton? No, I would love to. I would love to talk to Nate Eaton if he would come on. Uh, my email is it's a crime and a shame at gmail.com. Hello, Christina. I was just thinking about you earlier today. No updates on Nick Cordova yet. And I was thinking about them the other day, Alicia, uh, this will be her first Christmas without her husband and the kids not without their daddy. And um, cause it's been now, June, July, August, October, seven months, seven months now and um, nothing yet. So we are touching base talked to her a little while ago and hopefully there will be soon some stuff but it's very tight-lipped there's there's no information yet yeah I got need to come on he could get Melanie G since she wants to go through him that's very true I would love to have Annie Cushing on here as well um, she has her own YouTube channel now that she's been doing a lot like that's uh, Tylee's aunt and Joseph's sister, and she's been just diligent and she's so smart, very analytical, and uh, it's great. 
All right. Look at you guys have all kinds of awesome questions and awesome, um, what do you call it? Suggestions. It must be getting late because I'm starting to going, what am I talking about? Why do I think Chad wants a separate trial? I think, I think his, I think his lawyer wants a separate trial. He wants him as far away as Lori as possible. Yeah, Mass ask Nate Eaton to come on <laughs> and go check out his his little segment on Secret Santa because it's very heartwarming. And if you want a little pick me up and to show that there's kind people in the world, go check it on there. You might have to bring Kleenex because it's upsetting. Um, just you know, because you're gonna cry. It's just tears of joy and People are very kind. Um, aw, Tracy, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, there was a story about a woman who has eight children and she's helping her mom and dad and they're doing an extension on the house. And her husband um, was just recently diagnosed. I believe it was dementia or something like that. And she's been going back and forth and back and forth to um out of town to a neurologist and so secret santa came and nate eaton knocked on her door and gave them a thousand dollars the secret santa gave a thousand dollars worth of gas cards thousand dollars in cash i believe and then he said one more thing come out here and then got them a brand new vehicle and she was just in tears and her husband was there she just said it's just been such a horrible year and i can't believe this you know like so amazing it's so it's just like really warm your heart stories but it, it does make you tear up but it, it just shows you know you just get that reminder that there's good people out there and there's caring people out there even caring people for um for for strangers so uh yes uh adventures adventures with purpose i do i do know of them um and they were out in salida Yes, and I am going to be doing Dior. I got uh, a special request from a person who is covering the case extensively and asked if I would do it. So I'm going to, I've taken a look already, but now I got to dive a little bit more and then see how I'm going to piece that together and bring it out on the channel. Thanks, Diane. You guys are so sweet. Yeah, Nate also does feel good fries. I did I did a soulful Sunday and I linked it to there. I like to do something like that. I called it soulful Sunday and did some did a link to Nate. I just I don't know, maybe I might do a couple more of those on Sundays just for happy news, you know, in the community post. Just something to, you know, um yeah. And thank you so much tonight to my moderators and helping me and to all of you guys for hanging out. There's 15, 1600 people tonight hanging out on a Friday night. And I just really, really love the community. And I really love doing these live streams and hanging out. Um, hopefully I can up my game uh, in the next little bit in my live streams, have a little more visuals and also in the memberships, add some more uh, kind of perks in there. Also uh, with the merch that I mentioned earlier tonight, um, the certain members actually in depending on their tier they get a discount on my merch so i will be posting that in the members section as well and um yeah 
Oh, you guys are talking about Nick, I think a little bit there. Aw, kindness is free. That's so sweet. Thank you, Four Sons Mom. Do an awesome job, you guys, at moderating. Please remember to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Actually, that's important. Make sure those notification bells is on. I know I say it a lot, but people are saying, Linda, I'm not getting notifications on your live. I'm not getting notifications of your new video. What's going on? And uh, last week, I had to talk to YouTube because I did a community post of my sweater that I did. And it was crickets. And But I was like, that's so weird because not even one person is getting notification, not even my husband. And then I talked to, the, uh, talked to YouTube and they're like, yeah, there's quite a few YouTubers that are having issues with that tonight and during the whole day. So I had to wait a full day for anybody to see it. So it concerns me because, you know, you guys need to get notified and I got to make sure you guys get notified. And if nobody's getting notified, then none of the videos are being watched. Right. So it's just like a circle. You know what? <laughs> oh, well, good morning on a Saturday, Sue <laughs> from South Africa. That's cool. No prints on Suzanne's bicycle that I'm aware of, but, uh, you know, I don't think there was ever a bike ride and a ton of people did don't believe it as well. Yeah, it's hard to talk to YouTube. Yeah, sometimes. There you go. Sometimes when notifications aren't working, you have to unsub, then you have to resub again and hit the notification bell. All right. Why do I think that Brandon agreed to joint custody? I don't know. Um, maybe he softened up thinking Lori's not around her now and Alex isn't around her now. So maybe it's different now that she has a baby as well. You know, that helps the situation. So Do I ship merch there? Um, check the check the merch link, and it'll tell you where they ship. There's it does quite a few places. Hello from New Zealand, Tony. Okay. Rebecca says I don't think he had a choice, but. But for joint custody, it was probably because the judge said so. I, I feel like they actually had, they actually sat down and agreed uh, beforehand before doing, going into court. Uh, when does Lori and Chad go back into court? Um, they're not going actually until their, their whole thing got postponed until July of 2021 it was supposed to be january so let me just read out to you um so 
Lori Vallow has hearings for trial location and dismissal of Charles, uh, sorry, dismissal of charges on January 6th. Um, their pre-trial conference is June 2nd and their trial is July 2021. And there's supposed to be one this upcoming week for Megan Fiermuska. That's in the Heidi Broussard case. That keeps getting postponed like every month is ridiculous, um, in my opinion. Um, also one for Vanessa that was postponed until, uh, well, jury selection for Cecily Aguilar begins November 30th, December 3rd for Evelyn and December um, 14th for Letitia. And that's what I got so far. So a lot that I'm actually, um, tracking. Yes, they can they can charge for murder before that. We're just hoping that it will. I'm a little worried about the children as well. Yeah, it is far away. So it was going to be January and then they pushed it out. But that's a good thing. In some ways, that's a good thing. That's going to give them time to gather all the information and then slap them with the charges, I think. I hope. I hope. Yes, Danielle. Danielle Hallen. Okay, I'll write that down. All right, you guys, we have a couple more minutes and then I'm going to have to jet on a Friday night. I hope you guys are having a really great night. Yes, Leah, I agree. If she wants to keep her baby, she better be on best behavior. Totally 100% agree. Muffler guy's been quiet. I don't know where he went. Okay, Christina. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Who am I Googling? There was a, there's a person's name there. I missed it. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I can't believe time goes so fast, doesn't it? We could just keep chatting and chatting. It's been two hours already. What's going to happen is once I finish here, um, we are going to, it's going to take some time to process. And then what I'm going to do is I will go back probably by tomorrow and you'll be able to see the timestamps when I talk about each one because it takes some time to process. And then um, you can see some new videos out this week. Don't forget, I will be planning on some members live streams as well and some Zoom calls. And also I'm we're gonna have Noor uh, Jasmine on the channel, which is awesome. Don't forget to put some comments as well as to who you'd like to see next on the channel. And oh yes, and you guys have American Thanksgiving next week. That's right, I believe it's on Thursday, right? For you guys, uh, we have ours in October. 
And so, oh, Jessica, yeah, you've been here since 20,000 subscribers. That's awesome. I know time goes by so fast. It's been almost two hours. It's just crazy to me. I can talk for four, as you guys know. <laughs> then it's like, I got to go nighty night. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate you. Have a really great weekend. Do something nice. Be positive, And we will see you very, very soon. Thank you so much for watching. Bye.